0: Welcome back to AI Dialogues. I'm your host, Stephanie Burgoyne, an educational developer at McMaster University. Today I'm joined by Julia Verhaeg from McMaster's English Language Development Office, where she's the English for Academic Purposes Specialist and Course Coordinator. Julia is here to talk about some of the implications of generative AI for English language learners. Let's get started. Julia, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. So your office, I think, might be unfamiliar to some folks on campus. I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about the office generally and about your role in the English Language Development Office.
1: For sure. So, the MELD office, we have four language programs and services that we offer students, both undergraduate and graduate students. Our biggest program is the MELD program, McMaster English Language Development Program, and that's for students who have been given conditional acceptance into the university, but their language score with the IELTS test wasn't quite high enough. So, everything else has been met except that language score. So, the purpose of our eight month program is to bring up their language, improve their language, help prepare them for university. And once they pass our our program, they can enter their undergraduate degree program. We offer a summer program for graduate students as well, and we have a language service for current undergrad and grad students where they can book consultations. So basically the purpose of our office is to support international students' language development. It's such a great resource to have on campus.
0: So I've heard that you've been thinking through some of the implications of AI on
1: uh, on your work. How has the rise of AI actually been impacting your work? I would say it has had quite an impact on my work. So I coordinate the writing course as part of the MELD program. And I also do some of the educational content development for that program. So writing, of course, is what everyone thinks about when it comes to generative AI. So we have taken the stance this year, we're kind of sitting back a little bit, and we haven't incorporated it too much into our material, into our course content. We're kind of seeing what happens at the university first, but... I would say one way it's impacted the writing course specifically is it's changed how we've approached assessments. So in the first term writing course, we're having students writing by hand. All their assignments are done in class by hand just to make sure we're evaluating their language ability. And in the second term course, which is more like a research writing course, we're doing that this year in the computer labs, sort of supervised writing. And we're having the assessment rather than simply a written submission, a submission in addition to an oral interview with the classroom instructional assistant. So just to get a sense, you know, is the student, do they really understand what they're writing about, that type of thing? And we hope this benefits the student with providing more feedback, but also we can ensure that the writing comes from them. So this is kind of where we're at now, really wanting the students to continue with their language development. And it is a tricky thing you hear of all these, you know, ideas about how to incorporate AI into the classroom. And yeah, it it, it seems to really depend on the student. Yeah, absolutely. I I know that there's
0: a lot of excitement around this idea of using AI tools to actually support students' language development. Mm -hmm. But I think as with anything, particularly in in this area, it also comes with kind of the cautions and and considerations around that. Yeah. Curious for reference, what are the
1: sizes of the the classes? About 15 students. Yeah. So they're they're quite small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they do get a lot of support of the teacher. I
0: recognize there's almost a wait-and-see approach of like where the trajectory of the university goes. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you yourself see any potential benefits or ways in the future you might use AI in actually supporting students' language development? I think so,
1: yeah, I, I, I do think so. I think it can be a super useful tool for learning a language if that is your goal to learn the language and you're very motivated to learn the language. Our students, like in different programs, may have, you know, different goals. Some of them just, they just want to start their undergrad program. And this, you know, taking MELD is not their first priority. So it can also help students slip through the cracks. And so that's why we, at this point, are kind of avoiding it in our formal assessments. We're dabbling with it in the classroom. Like we've done some things where students write a paragraph and then change with a classmate and use like an image generator to kind of, create an image that symbolizes the paragraph somehow. So we're trying to incorporate it in in small ways. But yeah, it seems like it really depends on students' motivation with respect to how effective it can be as a language learning tool. But I think one way I can see it being very useful in a writing course is building grammatical awareness, maybe running, you know, you write something by hand or on the computer, run it through AI, not only have it identify the errors, but then explain the errors as well. But then it's, how do we then assess students' understanding of that explanation? So at some point, it, it has to come back to the student and their understanding of the language. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that, that resonates with a lot of instructors beyond the this, this scope of English language learning. This idea that it can be helpful but also there's that risk of, as you said, students kind of slipping through the cracks and and Mm -hmm. thinking through what is their actual motivation for for using these tools. And in that vein, a lot of the concerns around generative AI in higher education stem from concerns about academic integrity. How does academic integrity show up in your programming and in your conversations with
1: students? It's a big part of our course, especially in uh, the writing course, I should say, especially in the second term. Often, you know, academic integrity can be viewed in different ways, like from more of a moral standpoint or from more of a skills-based standpoint, academic integrity as a skill that needs to be taught. So that's the approach that our program takes. So we spend quite a bit of time in the research course going through examples of academic dishonesty. What does this mean? What does this look like? And those examples come from our experience with what students have done in the past. So it's really about education. That's the approach we like to take. We have our own internal academic integrity policy within MELD because we don't want them to have three strikes by the time they start university. So there is a a lot of learning that occurs. And that is why we have changed our assessments just to address that really just to make sure that we're seeing the students writing.
0: When we chatted before as well, this idea of post-plagiarism came up. Has generative AI been changing how you think about plagiarism and what implications this might have for English language learning moving forward?
1: Yeah, so this this term post-plagiarism, I want to acknowledge, comes from Dr. Eaton, who works out of the University of Calgary in the School of Education there, and she has done a lot of work over the years with academic integrity. And she did this great keynote talk last April that I went to about how is AI going to change our definition of academic integrity. So that's where I heard that term. And one aspect of post-plagiarism that she foresees is this sort of AI-human hybrid becoming the norm. So when you look at a piece of writing, you don't really know where the human stops and the AI begins. So that's very different, you know, from now where we have to every single sentence we need to identify clearly. So I mean, maybe that's going to happen. I mean, ultimately, our program, we have to prepare our students for what's to come, but we don't quite know what that is yet. So maybe that will be the norm one day. But another thing Dr. Eaton mentions in a post-plagiarism world that is so important is verification. So as the person as the author of whatever it is, you are taking full responsibility for the information there. Anything the AI has has given you. And I think that's one reason why language learning will always be important, because how can you verify? if you don't know the language at a sophisticated level. So even like really subtle things, like if you're interpreting your data and whether to use the word, you know, indicate versus suggest versus whatever. How can an AI do that, you know? So I think language learning will still will still be important and we'll just see what happens. But I think verification and, and acknowledgement will still remain very important. But maybe our definition of plagiarism is gonna to have to change as AI just becomes, you know, hybrid with us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's such an interesting point. And I think touches on a lot of conversations that are happening around transparency of use and disclosure of use. And so what seems to be becoming more common is the disclosure statements of I've used AI in this way Mm -hmm. and even like indicating which models you've used Mm -hmm. and at what date. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also seen having like appendices with chat conversations but it'll be really interesting to see how that evolves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like this idea that you bring in about verification and and that being that always being a pivotal role for humans in this
1: process and Mm -hmm. understanding how we actually engage with these tools. Mm -hmm. And how do you how do you verify unless you have some expertise? Mm-hmm. And and that's very important. And that's where it becomes a bit tricky when, when students use it, if they don't necessarily have that expertise. How do they verify? That's a question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it makes me think as
0: well, like oftentimes when we're thinking of engaging with these tools, it tends to be an individual and an AI tool. I wonder if there will ever be a point at which like we think of multiple individuals and say you have somebody creating this kind of initial conversation and then maybe another person who has maybe more expertise or expertise in a particular area and we'll take on some aspect of verification
1: Hmm. hmm. yeah and how how that would look mm-hmm. you know like yeah that's yeah. an interesting idea
0: So one thing that I like to ask my guests to kind of end things off or round things out is if you have any predictions for what you think might happen over the next
1: year, what you would like to see happen. Hmm, that is a good question. I don't know if this will happen over the next year, but I do anticipate the next time the the university's academic integrity policy is updated that it's going to incorporate it's it, there there will have to be changes yeah and i'm i'm curious how the definition of plagiarism might change i think ultimately that ai will have to be integrated it's just doing it in a very careful and thoughtful way and i think when this all began for educators anyway it was like people were just completely rejecting it or just completely embracing it and like bring it in and, yeah, personally, I'm just kind of stepping back right now just to kind of observe and see what happens. But I hope that we can incorporate AI into education in a way that we are not losing critical thinking, we're not losing student creativity. You know, critical thinking and creativity and just accessing those those skills I think are so important. But one thing that gives me hope is using AI for some of the mundane tasks to free up brain space for the more creative ones. So that's that's exciting. And I don't think that will necessarily happen in the next year. <laughs> but that's my hope for the future of AI, that we just are able to solve some of the huge problems in the world by freeing up some of our brain space. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. always nice to end on a note of optimism yeah thanks so much for being here Julia (laughs) thanks for having me Stephanie until next time